0: Hank McCoy. Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. America's Don't forget to one hit that like app. button, subscribe <laughs> wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith. That voice was Saul Bookman. We're also joined by Gerald Borgé and Espo today. Gentlemen, how are you doing?
1: Let's go, baby. I'm ready. I'm feeling good.
0: Do you guys tip your hairdresser? Yeah. Yeah, I have a hairdresser. I, a barber. Whatever. <laughs> yes. you know. Oh, okay. Yes. Why? Whoever does your hair?
2: I was just thinking about it. Like, that's like the one person I feel like you have to tip well because mm-hmm. they can make you look like a total idiot for a long period of time. So, did you not tip oh, your hairdresser today? No, no, no. <laughs> Try to insult me about my hair. Hi Emma.
0: No, but oh, somebody I, wasn't. <laughs> somebody wasn't plugged in. I 100 percent think you definitely have to tip your hairdresser. I mean,
2: yeah, literally of anybody you could tip, I feel like that person's the one you got to do. It
1: with. Or your yeah. doctor. Well, Nobody ever tips a doctor. Yeah, well, because they make bank. Uh, <laughs> they're
0: freaking rich. Hey. You want to talk about inflated prices.
1: Hey, listen, you better make sure this vasectomy goes through, because if not... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a anyway, thing. again, I'm welcome protection. to the Phoenix Next Sun show, where we are going to talk about the Phoenix Suns. I promise you that. Um, are we good on the audio side of things now? I can talk now? Hi, everybody.
1: <laughs> so that whole first, like, three minutes was for nothing?
2: <laughs> no, it's so not only two that minutes for crap, so <laughs> don't worry. Oh,
0: no. I said, could,
2: should you tip your hairdresser a well while because they could make you look like an idiot? The answer we not, decided was yes. yes. All a, right. I'm ashamed. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <All>
0: <laughs> <That's right. rough. laughs> so
1: Back on the rails. Let's back go. on
0: the rails. We had quite a few people in the Discord ask us about this player. We've seen uh, reports and things mentioned about this player all throughout the day, that is Fred Van Vliet. So Mark Stein, in his newsletter, brought up the Toronto Raptors and how how there could potentially be some movement there. Mm -hmm. So OG and Siakam seem like they're mostly unlikely to be moved, and if they are, the price is probably going to be very high. Gary Trent Jr., we know, is actively being shopped right now, but then he also mentioned that maybe, just maybe, Fred Van Vliet, could become available. So if he does become available, should the Suns be buyers? Fuck yeah. A little <laughs> FV
1: squared? Let's go, baby. Uh, of
0: the of the names,
2: I feel like he's more realistic uh, than Siakam ever was because he, he turned down a contract extension. He's yeah. going in to free agency. This is the kind of guy that is perfect to try to go after Uh, If you're the Suns, because then you would have the ability to re-sign him in your – regardless of cap space, he could answer one of – what has become one of your biggest question marks, the point guard position. The question is what's the price and how willing are you to give that up? Are you willing to part with a McHale and draft capital? Uh, Would it be more? I don't know, but I think that's the avenue you explore uh, to solidify things going forward.
3: I, I love Fred Van Bleet, but my question is okay, if you're trading for Fred Van Vliet, what are you doing with Chris Paul? Because Van Vliet makes twenty one million dollars. You're not gonna get him for like Jay Crowder and Landry Shamit or Jay Crowder and Dario Saric. So you have to have another trade lined up. J- and are J- they ready are they ready to pull the trigger on that trade when they've barely been able to
2: land a Jay Crowder well, trade? I, I don't I, don't I know. think you could have them coexist this year, but you're you're getting out of that Chris Paul deal next year. You are. You're going to eat the 15 million. I don't see why they couldn't coexist for one year mm-hmm. or for not even a full year. We're talking half a season and then move on to Fred VanVleet for the future. Bye. Bye. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bye. Like maybe, maybe this, he's th-
1: part of the deal. Uh, I, yeah, I doubt that. But like listen, like I I think they could coexist this year. I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. It probably eases things for guys like Landry Shamet and, and um, Dwayne Washington, for sure. But um, I'm not concerned about like what this means for Chris Paul's future because at this point, uh, I don't think Chris Paul has much of a future left with the Suns that passed this year. And you got to do what's in the best interest of the team. Get some guys in here that you can, you think you can extend and and help Booker out in the next coming years and I think Fred definitely it's hard to say that really fast Fred VanVleet Van Van uh, <laughs> FE squared uh, can do that
3: He can but my question is more cuz you're coming at it from a mindset of like yes Chris Paul is expendable I'm coming at it from logistically where are you trading him like who is taking him on and are you going to have to attach an asset for him in which case you're getting rid of two assets cuz you're trading for Fred VanVleet and you're probably having to find another deal for Chris Paul. Do you not
0: no. think they could coexist?
3: I think they could, but I, I just, I mean, okay, who's coming off the bench? Is Chris Paul ready to do what Melo could not do at that stage of his career and accept, okay, I'm probably more of a
2: six man behind I think this is different Fred different. If you trade a McHale or a Cam, two pieces that may be part of it, I slide people down. I just go... Book, you move down a spot. I'm putting okay. Fred Van Vliet in that backcourt with Chris Paul. Let's just get funky. Let's roll it. Let's see what we can do. Here, you
1: know? uh, honestly, like, I I think Fred, Fred Van Vliet, listen, you're talking about a guy that, that did actually win the NBA Finals and was the, one of the lead leading cogs of that. Um, and so to move Chris Paul to the bench at that point, honestly, not the worst idea. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst idea. And I don't think – I think, I think players around the league can see that Chris Paul is not the same Chris Paul. Um, and so I, I don't think it would be as big a knock as if you were to get some kind of mid-level fucking point guard and then you try to make that move or whatever. Like, I, I think right. point guard for point guard, I think Fred Van Vliet is probably giving you a little bit more um, right now than Chris Paul.
0: And Chris Paul has, has said out loud on record, and Monty's brought it up multiple times, that if I am harming the team, then I need to make sure that I'm either not playing, like he was talking about injury at that point, right? If I'm harming the team, then I need to make sure that I sit out a game and deal with whatever this lingering issue is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I would like to think that if he's willing enough to admit that, that he would be at least open to having Ooh. a conversation about how this could maybe work with all of them on the same team.
3: That's tough. He could be. I'm, I'm just, I'm just wondering out loud, like would he be willing to accept that? Would you need to move him elsewhere? If you did move him elsewhere, how would Book... Look at that. Um, I think he would appreciate having Van Vliet in if they gelled well. Um, Van Vliet's a really great defender. He's been in a bit of a shooting slump recently, but he would definitely help at the point guard slot. My question is, what are you trading to get him? Because, like I said, Crowder and Shamit is not cutting it. Crowder and Sharch not cutting it. So are you going to be willing to go up to one or two draft picks to trade him? Are you allowed to make that trade? And if they ask for Mikhail Bridges, what are you going to say? I say Yes. Yeah.
2: If 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 I okay, there's a caveat here. Mm-hmm. If I believe in Cam Johnson and I see him as part of my future, mm-hmm. I would be willing to part with Mikhail to get Fred Van Vliet because you you answer your point guard question for the long term, as long as Van Vliet's willing to stay around. And if you believe in Cam, then you, you have him as your either your small forward or your power forward. Moving, uh, moving into the future. So I would be willing to look at that. And Van Vliet and and McHale have very similar salaries too. So mm-hmm. I would probably flip those two. I'd probably say Cam is expendable. Well, I would love to trade him
1: for Cam, but I don't think I, I don't think the Raptors do that. So. I mean, I, I think if you package Cam, Jay, and and maybe a first round pick, I'm okay with that.
0: So Yuri in the trap thinks this would be a bad move, mostly because Van, v- Van Vliet would be a rental and there is no guarantee that he would stick around long term. Plus, with the amount of money that he was asking ahead of the season, which they didn't agree upon, is there a concern that this could be detrimental long term if we can't lock it up?
3: If, if you're trading for Van Vliet, you have to be at least somewhat confident that you are willing to offer him what Toronto would not to keep him around because otherwise you are taking a huge gamble in, in terms of testing free agency waters because um, there wouldn't be a guarantee that he'd stick around. You could offer him more, but yeah, you would have to be doing this with the understanding like, yeah, you're our guy moving forward. We're going to pay you. Um, and as of right now, and I'm, we're assuming the ownership situation will be long dealt with by the off season, but we don't know that yet. So, well, and
2: we're assuming that he's going to be willing to spend, which, right. you know, I, we don't know. I mean, he we think Matt he could be cheap for all we know. We we <laughs> no. have no idea. We think about it. We think he'll spend. Uh, so, uh, so that's there's a lot of ifs. There's a lot of things that you're operating. Uh, in in the in-between on, and that's the problem with the Suns right now. Mm-hmm. You don't have any, uh, any real answers to some of the bigger questions you need filled in before you make some kind of move that tries to figure out at least part of your future.
0: So Mark in the chat said, I don't think he's our answer long-term for the point guard spot. Are you guys, what percentage are you in on him potentially being a long-term answer?
1: He's not the ideal one. But no. I mean, there's not many point. There's not many point guard options out there. Like right. you have to trade a lot of assets to get any high. Like if you think you're getting Shea Gilgis Alexander, keep smoking whatever you're smoking because that's not happening. Yeah, that, <laughs> that guy's year. that mm-hmm. guy's one of the premier guards in the league and is is playing at a insane level right now. Um, you know, and if you look around the league, the only other point guard you possibly could have gotten is the one that nobody wanted at the po- beginning of the season, which is in Ben Simmons. He probably could have been gettable but even now i would probably say that that's starting to tail off a little bit so your your options are very limited so unless you're going to get somebody through the draft it's probably not going to happen you're going to look at guys that are kind of fringe good to great players um depending on the year and and that's probably as good as you're going to get
2: look i don't if you don't acquire a point guard via trade you're probably looking at chris paul being your point guard again next year <clears throat> or one of your uh, you know, one of the guys on the roster campaign or potentially Dwayne Washington Jr., or you're getting a guy on the very cheap because you're not gonna have any salary cap. So Yeah, like,
3: I I think the point guard question is probably an off season one, unfortunately. Probably. As much as people are looking at what Chris Paul's doing, looking at the lack of depth behind him and saying we need to do this now, I don't think they would do that to a future Hall of Famer and the guy that helped get them to the finals mid season. I think that's something They'll look at how the season pans out, and if it goes poorly, if the playoffs go poorly, if he struggles again, then they can be like, "All right, here's what we have to do." But you, you, I don't see them making that call midseason.
2: Uh, Chris Paul, El- oh sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say El Chino in the chat said trade for Kuz and trade CP3 make Book a point guard. Now uh, there's a lot of things there, but it brought up a question in my mind: Could they view Devin Booker as the point guard of the future? No. But I don't want
0: to do that again. No, I don't I'm not either. Ruling but, it out. I'm not the future. No. Like in the interim, if somebody is injured, fine. But I don't want that to be like I know how much I'll wear be. and tear
1: a point guard goes through through the course of their yeah. career. Like Devin Booker's already dribbling. breaking down now. Like you can't you can't put even more of a load on him right now. Like he's he's giving you the max he can as a shooting guard. Now, if you want to make him the point guard, that just puts extra miles on on his body, and I just don't think. He will hold up over the course of time. That's not the answer. It's gotta be somebody
2: else. He's not a point guard. No, I I agree. I just thought it was an interesting thing that some people have brought up. And this whole question, this is one we're gonna spend months talking about this offseason. Chris Paul I,
1: is, is Cliff Paul right now. And
3: and that's kind of ironic because Cliff just got fired today. And I'm kind of looking at this cliff like mm. <sighs> Look, I'm I'm not as out on point book as a lot of people are. I think he's a very good playmaker, and he can do it. But you don't want him to do that because, like you mentioned, the wear and tear, the physical mm-hmm. exertion it takes to dribble and set up offense and do and score, doing everything that's not ideal. You want a serviceable ball handler and playmaker next to him. Uh, the question is where they're going to go for that next, especially because they don't really invest the proper resources into that the in the draft. I, so I, that's, I think,
0: that's the part that makes me the most upset. Mm-hmm. Is that like if we're if we're playing the game of what ifs, that's what makes me more upset um in the last like five years than anything else in the draft. Mm-hmm. Those what ifs. Like, yeah. yes, you can still point to the DA Luca draft, whatever, but the fact that we just have like whiffed. For a couple drafts in a row now,
3: just take Tyrese Halliburton, and we're not even talking not, about this. That's, at all. that's what I'm saying. We already have
2: our guy like, in the house. Yeah.
3: default. Tyrese Halliburton or it's Tyrese Maxey. They could have done. They could have done him. He went any like Tyrese. ten picks later. Like
2: any yeah. of the Tyrese. but <laughs> i take Tyrese at this
3: point. But,
1: but going back to to what you were saying about point book, like. Point book is much like I, I kind of described Jock last night. You know, Jock I think is very good in spurts, right? But I don't think you can rely on him for thirty minutes a game or mm. twenty five minutes a game. It's in spurts because you're not you're not that's not a go to, right? That's something that you know. I think if Jock got more and more time, he would get better over time, and I think he'd be he'd be serviceable for sure. But I think Point Book is good in spurts. But mm. if you have to rely on that for for an entire game. It ain't gonna happen, and it's not gonna be pretty because he's gonna wear down. So it's gonna suffer in the scoring, um, and you know it, it's just it takes a little bit of time to get used to that. And he's never been a point guard. He's never ever been a point guard. Not even in college. Like he was a he was a two. He's always been a two. So why do we keep wanting to try to put him as
0: a point? He's not that dude. I also just think it's a little unfair to him, mm-hmm. right? I How much it? has Devin done for this franchise, this city, this fan base? I think it's unfair to now ask him to do this as well. Right. At some point in time, that's going to like, I'm not, this is just me, like, from an individual, my own opinion, right? If that was the load that was put on Devin's shoulders, I'd be like, bro, I'm going to call it a day. Well, I'm going to head out.
1: Not only that, but, you this know. Is,
0: this is ridiculous now.
1: The biggest fear everybody always has is what? Oh, Devin Booker's going to leave the Suns at some point or he's going to demand a trade, right? That was all the the hoopla before they got good, is that, oh, Devin Booker's going to want his way out. Draymond Green talking about, oh, Devin Booker needs to get out of there, right? You put him as the point guard and put that load on him, he's going to, at some point, he's going to snap and be like, dude, it's not my responsibility to bail this franchise out time after time again because they didn't prepare the draft or in free agency the way they should have to help me. Like, I'm doing everything I can to carry this franchise, and you idiots are just effing this all up. Like, you got to be better than that, and it's not on me. Everybody else has got to help, and so like I, I think this is on James Jones to try and get somebody in here to help him out in the future. They did their best with CP3. You got to give him credit for that. However, it looks like the CP3 era is going to come to an end here soon, and you got you got to have a backup plan. And this is the thing that's concerning me about James Jones is that the whole KD thing kind of illuminated for me that he did never he never had a backup plan. He never had a what if this does not happen? Where can we go next? And now the Suns are suffering for
2: it. He was left holding the bag. I mean, that's the that's the reality of it. He had to wait it out. And even if he had a backup plan, they were all gone. My problem with everybody saying, Well, just you know, kick the can down the road, get the draft pick, we'll figure it out in the offseason. It's no, the offseason starts now because You have to make moves before the trade deadline because, as we've talked about, the cap space is hellish Mm -hmm. going into next offseason. So if you don't make moves with the expiring contracts now, you're going to be left holding the bag again because you're not going to be able to pay anybody this offseason. So then you're just bringing everybody back, and we saw how well that worked. So for me, the offseason's already started in terms of, Prepping for it and getting in pieces that you can either re-sign in this off-season or that are already under contract for future seasons. That's why this is so important. We're a month away from the trade deadline, like, and and they need to figure this out. They need they need to be players. And again, there's so many things that could prevent that, that could hamstring them into the summer too.
3: So bringing it back full circle as far as Van Vliet and what they need to do. I personally would not be on board with giving up Mikhail. He is, I mean, look, Van Vliet is averaging like just under 19 points and six assists. He's also shooting 38% from the floor, 33% from three. And he's 28 years old, so it's not, he's about to turn 29. So it's not like he's this young guard that's just going to keep getting better and better. There's a ceiling for this. Mm -hmm. Um, So I personally, I don't think Van Vliet would be worth what it would take to get him and the questions that it would raise as far as, okay, now what are you doing with Chris Paul? Are you trading him? Are you benching him? How are you going about that? Uh, But I do think the Raptors are obviously a team to keep an eye on. Um, Everybody in the league is looking at them like, are they going to blow it up? They might not have a full fire sale, but will somebody become available for a price that's a little bit lower?
2: Maybe. I think Gary Trent Jr., the name that is being said it could be traded there that is in discussions Yeah, would be an interesting option depending on if you actually could get him. I don't know if you're willing to give up a draft pick to make that happen, but that's a guy that certainly could come in and score for you and then could be an option to resign, uh, you know, in the the off season.
0: Well, speaking of James Jones, uh, I know a lot of people in the sun space are very upset with him right now Obviously, you have to take into consideration that there might be some limitations to what James Jones is allowed to do based on the reports we've heard around what Robert Sarver still has control over. But I did find this uh, new piece of information a little bit interesting, and I think we should talk about it. So Mm -hmm. Josh Robbins, who covers the Wizards for the Athletic, reported that he heard that Rui Hachimura was never actually offered. For Jay Crowder Mm -hmm. and then Brendan Clean, friend of the program, went and shared like a thread of all the things that have kind of come out from different reporters throughout the last few days and weeks. And so first and foremost, Zach Lowe said on his podcast last week that rival teams are never able to get a read on James Jones and often don't know how to manage trade talks with the Suns went on to say that Winhorse reported a couple weeks ago that other NBA teams viewed it as a, quote, challenging uh, to deal with the Suns in Crowder Talks because their price is so high. And then you've had Stein, Fisher, and even Gambo here locally reporting that the Suns have walked away from multiple trade opportunities in bullion and Gordon because they were unwilling to include enough picks to make that deal happen. So all of this combined... Uh, Poses so many questions. Mm -hmm. If the Rui thing, if he wasn't actually offered for Jay Crowder, who leaked that? Why did they leak it? What's actually going on behind closed doors? Is James Jones being overly greedy when it comes to Jay Crowder? Do other teams just not want Jay Crowder? They don't value him in ways that the Suns front office does. Or is it just a mess going on up there?
2: Want to put a tinfoil hat on? I've got somebody. I think there could be some misdirection PR going on here. James Jones could very well be sitting there with his hands tied, right? Mm -hmm. Can't really make a move. So he – but he also knows he doesn't want the fan base to turn, right? Mm -hmm. So he goes out there and he's trying to make deals. Having talks with this astronomical asking price for Jay Crowder, full well knowing – he's not in a position to really make any Jay Crowder deal of any significance. So by asking for so much, he knows he's not going to get it, but there can be talk that they're trying to make a make a move there, keeps him in the discussion. Uh, the other thing could be that he's trying to drive up the price for Jay Crowder by leaking, hey, we've had these talks hmm. with X, Y, and Z, when really it could have been one phone call where it's like, hey, are you interested in this? The Rui thing – uh, is the interesting one to me, where you know, you if that was leaked from the sun side, that very much to me says, hey, we're, we're trying to do something here because what was the we heard something got leaked that uh, earlier this year that we thought may have come from the sun's front office, and it may have been the initial report that they couldn't trade the first round picks. I think that's what it was, and we were saying, hey, if that's really the case, the only person that would leak that. Is somebody within the Suns front office saying, "Hey, our hands are tied here"? Mm-hmm. You know, so I think there's, I think there's a lot of, you know, things happening here, and it could be the Suns front office trying to cover their ass a little bit, trying to make it, you know, feel like there's action because they know there needs to be, but they may not be able to do it.
3: Yeah, it, it could be the James Jones thing. Hands are tied. It could be trying to signal to the f- the fan base, I'm trying. Um, and trying to boost Jay Crowder's value. It could also just be the Wizards are floating this out there because Rui Hachimura has been playing really well recently and they're like, Hey, no, we, we still love you, man. That never happened. So you you just never know with this stuff, and that's why it's frustrating to me, because you never know whose agenda is being pushed, which side it's leaking from. You can guess, but we'll we'll probably never know the truth with what's going on with the Suns right now. It's like this quarter in my hand it disappears.
0: <laughs> it never happens. Wow, I never, never thought happened. we were going to have a magic Magic.
1: Episode. It's the Wizards. That's why it's magic. There you, there go. you go. It's all an
2: illusion. Yeah.
1: Listen, <laughs> I, I, there's a, you just never know what everybody's agenda is. That's, that's the bottom line. You never know who's trying to do what. Um. You know, they talked about the draft pick part of this. What if they asked for like four first round picks for Boyan? You know, like it's whatever. It, it really is. It, it's <laughs> insignificant.
0: It's just, it's worth Like, I don't know if you want to kind of go down the rabbit hole of conspiracies, like it is a fun exercise to do because it is interesting (laughs) at the very least, whether it's coming from the Wizards trying to save face or the Suns trying to save face or all these other GMs maybe trying to drive down the price of Jay Crowder as well. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who have different agendas here. It's just interesting because... We've been talking about this for the the entire season now, and it's just at some point in time, we're going to start questioning James Jones naturally because it's like you're not sharing any information with us. You're saying constantly over and over that you're actively trying to move Jay Crowder, and then we had Monty at the start of the season hoping he would be moved before the season even started, so like – What's the holdup? It would be great if, and we're never going to get the answers, nope. but it would be great if we could just get a small fraction of the answers that gives us like the holdup is the selling of the team. As simple as that. Like I'd be like, okay, I get, I get it, I get but it.
2: They kind of tried to, and then say I that. would back off. I think it's the start Look, no, because he went, problems? he went on
0: record the very next day and said that it's not. Uh, but if it's he says,
2: <laughs> but if he says, yep, I can't make any moves. Nobody's ever calling then because you've already said I can't. Do anything, so you've put yourself at a competitive disadvantage. I don't
0: but if don't, you can't do anything, then why do you want people to call you in the first place? <laughs> because you, you maybe you may as well just turn off your phone. Because you keep vacation.
3: It's like when your friends go out without you and they don't invite you. You, you just you, you didn't to want to go
2: anyway. You just wanted <laughs> well, to be invited. Because, like, but he <laughs> needs to be prepared at any moment. That, but he needs to be prepared at any moment that that all of a sudden this ownership situation is resolved, that they that they vote Matt Ishbia in and all of a sudden the handcuffs are off. If he's not taking any calls, he's not going to be in a position to strike if the opportunity happens. So he has to go out there with the public face of, oh, I can do whatever I want, Mm. because if you're saying, no, I can't, you're just saying I'm sitting here doing nothing because I can't. And and that bad look and it keeps you where you can't uh, you know you can't have any discussion
0: when it, when you can make a move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I don't know. It's just a whole mess makes us thankful for Four Peaks beer where we could just sit back, <laughs> scroll through and then continue to scroll on along <laughs> while we enjoy our Four Peaks beer. If you guys want to enjoy some Four Peaks beer, come hang out with us and Four Peaks at our inaugural tea party. Uh, this upcoming Friday, the 13th at Dobson Ranch Golf Course, this is going to be a heck of a lot of fun. We're mixing golf with Suns basketball and so many more things. So you can come on out. You get unlimited range time. And we'll also have the Suns versus the Timberwolves game live on all of the TVs out there. Four Peaks will be out there. Some additional partners of ours will be out there. So we'll have food and beverages in addition to the golf, we also have secondary uh, games and contests that we'll be playing, like um, pickleball, two <laughs> pong, pickle, <laughs> uh,
1: Free throw oh, contest, well, right? We contest. a three point contest. That's yeah. what
0: I was. I was yeah. told those would be there. Pickleball. This says right there, pickleball. Yeah,
1: Max doesn't play pickleball because he doesn't want this work.
2: pickleball
0: but it's gonna be a lot of fun and we want you guys to come hang out with us and fellow diehards again at the dobson ranch golf course this friday the 13th you can get all of the information and your tickets at the link in the description of this video or podcast platform whatever platform you are listening to or watching this on the links in the description so Plan that for this upcoming Friday. We have
2: a ton of people coming. It's going to be It's going to awesome. be a blast. I have a question, Lindsay. Are you taking yes. performance enhancers? <laughs> yes. Because your transition game has been spot on this week. Oh, thanks. Week. So, <laughs> oh, <God.
0: laughs> Please don't um, random drug test me.
2: I want off <laughs> this ride. <laughs> You're welcome to leave at any point, so. oh, oh, dear. Don't. Did <laughs> you
0: just say I, I want off I this ride? D- I have done this
1: before. I have left the show <laughs> mid-show.
0: If you leave this show, Saul, we're <laughs> I just, fighting.
1: I just have an empty seat right here. We
0: are fighting.
1: <laughs> Blame Espo. <laughs> oh, dear.
0: Um, Speaking of fighting, yes. we all are in a competition of our lives on oh, the DraftKings Sportsbook Action Anakin right now. <laughs> I thought you were going to announce the
1: new, the new Fight Club we started.
0: Thankfully, today we We can all take a break from the competition because it is not a Suns game day. However, I think that we should still provide a pick of the week Mm -hmm. to all of our wonderful listeners out there. Do you guys have one today? I got
2: one. Lick the toad and bet the money line on TCU. Go frogs, baby. National championship, baby. (laughs)
0: See, oh, this is a bet we can all get behind because it's like it's a part of the family, right? Yeah. So all this is your wife's alma mater. It so is. I support this pick of the week hundred percent. Let's go. They were purple. There you purple. There you go. Gerald almost went there. So many yeah. reasons to make this. <laughs> he your wanted pick to be a league. preppy
3: cowboy. I yeah. did not want to be a didn't Know what you want? As
1: soon as be. I said that,
2: Mac was like, "Oh my god, I should have gone to TCU." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yes, you should have."
0: Oh, <laughs> oh a, my gosh!
2: Does a preppy cowboy not actually ride the horse, but just drive a Mustang?
1: No, they have like fancy pants and like the like best boots. Out. Yeah, like or they
0: got a little bit down yeah, going like on. Yeah, like every
1: with them? single TCU alum that I saw last weekend all had like like the best jeans they were all crisp and then they had these like fancy ass boots do they have a really big a,
0: like blingy belt buckle? they always
1: had the big blingy butt buckle and then they had like a nice cowboy hat and nobody's
2: a riding shirt. a horse dressed like that no, no. nobody's riding a horse
1: just like it's that even the aesthetic. right yeah. it's,
0: it's not functional big it's money cowboys aesthetic. let's go yeah absolutely uh right now all new and existing customers can get a no sweat bet each day of the wild card round This weekend, just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10 on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. New customers, you guys can bet $5 on the NFL and get $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We did get a super chat from T-Bounty Bay. Thank you for your super, super chat. They said, shout out to Brendan Queen. Yes, shout out to Brendan Queen, who is in our chat right now. Hi, Brendan. Thank you uh, for the thread you put together today that we were able to discuss a little bit. Guys, we have really exciting news.
2: Yeah, do we?
0: For the first time ever
3: for, in oh, the history
0: time. of PHNX. Is that true? As far as I'm aware. Okay. Gerald Bourget has a game for us, you guys. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> and I'm so excited for this because he's so excited. <laughs> kind of cool. There
2: we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got the actual horn. We've we don't always the had the actual horn.
1: <laughs> oh. I never me. I <laughs> was you got to be ready with the click. You can't just wait for us to it up. You got to How long does it take for your arm to go from right to
2: left and hit the button? <laughs> got to be quick. That. <laughs> oh, what the is your I didn't oh. do anything. Speaking speaking of that. Can you hit the button to play the intro <laughs> to Gerald's Game? <sighs> it's the Game of sweeping the Nation. It's Let's Make a 10-Day Deal with your host, Gerald Borgay. Hey. hey, where's the crap on that? Emma, see, that's what I'm talking about.
3: Thank you, everyone. Welcome to Let's Make a 10 Day Deal. We are going to be talking about the Phoenix Suns today because we always talk about the Phoenix Suns and they desperately need some help on the 10 day front. They've never had a 15th roster spot. Jay Crowder sitting at home. Cam Johnson is injured and they have all kinds of guys out. So how this game works is I am going to introduce a player that is currently an unsigned free agent. We're going to go around the horn and you're going to give me a simple yay or nay with your thoughts on why this player would help the Suns or why they're not even worth a look at this point. Are, I mean, then are you giving us points based on our answers? Not at all, this game has no <laughs> point. No
0: winners, my a game what? much like
2: signing a day 10-day contract this has no point
3: exactly <laughs> he's getting the theme <laughs> we're all in hell and nothing's gonna change so let's play let's make a 10-day deal let's go oh my standing gosh, at an this. even six feet this vertically no. challenged king is the name everyone's talking about at 32 years old this former yukon star had a 32 game for the mavs in december averaging eight points and 42 shooting in his stint with dallas he just got waved three days ago so he is very much much available he is Kemba Walker Espo walk this yay oh we've got a yay on the oh. board
1: yeah I, I'm also a yay why not give
3: you a few buckets let's
1: go
0: yay come on down all right Kemba we've Walker. got yays
3: across right. the board that makes it unanimous a with Kemba myself three way right there let's go <laughs> manajo Oh No, that's so bad. All right. Moving on. A 20 year NBA veteran. This 38 year old is one of the most prolific scorers of all time. Known more so for his playoff success in college than in the pros. He just averaged 13 points and 44 percent shooting from three last year. For the Lakers, he's a longtime friend of Chris Paul, certified banana boat buddy and notorious hoodie aficionado. He is Carmelo Anthony Espo. You're on the board.
2: We all need to mellow out a bit. I'm a yay.
1: Uh, I agree. I'm a absolute yay. I need buckets. That's all I want. <laughs> buckets. Who's giving me Buckets. Carmelo is.
0: We all going to be Hoodie mellow here in just <laughs> a go. few short days. Let's Give me go. a yay. Let's so go. we
3: have zero Carmelo nos and all Carmelo Anthony's. yays. Let's move <laughs> on. To our third contestant. At 31 years old, this sharpshooter only played seven games between the Nets and Bucks last season, but shot 42% from three his last year with the Suns two years ago. He's familiar with the organization, knows Monty Williams' system, and bringing him back would mean it's another day to be great. He is Langston Galloway. Langston Galloway, yeah! <laughs> he's catching on. <laughs> uh, no. No. Langston Gallo-nay. No, no, yeah, ain't Langston gallo yes. <laughs> I can't I think, think
0: of that. something clever, but I'm a yay. Let's do it. Come on down.
3: <laughs> All right, let's go with our next contestant. Standing at six ten and 27 years young, this former top 10 pick just got traded from the Celtics to the Spurs and immediately waived. He holds career averages of 4.7 points and 4.9 rebounds. You're talking dirt. Just averaged one point and two rebounds for the Celtics this Ooh. year. Didn't play the year prior and hasn't played a significant role since he was on the Knicks back in 2018-19. So you know we're getting desperate here. He is Noah Vonleh.
2: A big
0: uh, no uh, <laughs> on that one, my
3: friend. Uh, Noah Vonley. Let's go.
0: Yes. <laughs> I
1: absolutely am on board, Noah Vonleh. I don't give a shit.
0: I refuse to say no to anything. Yay. Come on. Let's (laughs) go.
3: Noah Von Yay. (laughs) Moving on. At 36 years old, this three time six man of the year and multiple partner boyfriend hasn't been seen since last season with the Atlanta (laughs) Atlanta Hawks. He's a walking six foot one bucket with no time for efficiency. Drake wrote a song about him and he taught the world how good Magic City's lemon pepper wings are. He is Lou
2: Will. (laughs) (laughs) Espo, you're on the board He can handle a double team, so I'm saying yay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, unlike the wings he likes, uh-huh. uh, he is not flat. I say yay as well.
0: Ooh, you guys are so clever, and I can't. I, I feel like I do not thrive under pressure, but I am team yay.
3: Team yay for Lou Williams. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
1: PHX Scotty, I just said no to Langston Galloway. Get
0: off my ass. <laughs> yeah, that's me, PHX Scotty. Or PHX Scotty. That's me. Oh,
3: my God. All right. This six foot ten stretch forward just won a title with the Golden State Warriors. He's not exactly fleet of foot, but he spreads the floor as a career 38% three-point shooter. He's currently playing for Fenerbahce overseas, so I'm not even mm. sure how his contract situation would work. He is Nemanja Belitsa Espo. Belitsa. Uh,
2: no-
0: no. <laughs> yeah, no.
3: That's a no for me, dog. bail yay. bail yay. And we've got Neymanja bail oh. over here. All right. This one. This is where it gets interesting. Hold
2: on. Did you only pick... Names that ride with yay or nay on
3: it. It was a
0: factor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was, it was a, a category. It was yes. a factor.
3: <laughs> oh All right. This former son's point guard is a current Shanghai Shark averaging 17 points per game in the Chinese Basketball Association. He's a six foot one guard known more for his athleticism than his playmaking. He was the scapegoat holding the Milwaukee Bucks back. He's been known to frequent hair salons and who knows if he'd even want to be here this time. He is Eric Bledsoe. Bledno. <laughs> well done.
1: I love chaos. Bring it all on. I want Bledsoe back. Let's go. Yeah, love I'll
0: it. go to the hair salon with you as well, Eric Bledsoe. Come on down. Eric
3: Bledsoe, come on down. Second to last one, gang. Another former son. This combo guard is currently a member of the Brisbane Bullets. He's a six foot three lefty who split six games between the Sixers and Spurs last year, was arguably the son's best point guard back in 2018 19, and he's basketball's Moe's
2: from the office. He is Tyler Johnson. Anytime you say was the best point (laughs) prior to Chris Paul getting here, I'm going to say no. I'm I'm good. I've seen Tyler Johnson too much.
1: Uh, We shared Hot Pot together, but I got to say no to my guy, Tyler Johnson. It's a
0: ty Johnson for me. (laughs) Let's go. go. (laughs) Bring him on.
1: Did you really share Hot Pot with Tyler Johnson? Well, he was sitting in, in – he was in a booth all by himself, and me and my family were waiting to sit down, and he was all by himself. He was done. And so I walked over to him, and I was like, Tyler. He was like, oh, hey, because he remembered that I covered him. Huh. And he was just like – I was like, are you done?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he goes, yeah. <laughs> can you leave so I can sit down? He's like,
0: oh, yeah, I got you.
1: <laughs> That's pretty that neat. Oh, well, there we
2: go.
0: You totally would ask him that. Can, can you leave? Yeah. Like, are you
1: fucking <laughs> done? He was like, I was waiting for
2: this
3: girl, so I'm
1: that, she never showed.
2: That was kind of the way um, James Jones handled it, too. Hey, can you kind of just leave? <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> all right. That's pretty neat. Never knew that. And finally, we've saved the best for last, since that's exactly Ooh. what this player did, dropping 51 points in his last game with oh the Suns. Oh, my God. He's a 42-year-old guard with the smoothest handles in NBA history, a three-time six-man of the year, and arguably Lindsey Smith's favorite player of all time. He is Jamal Crawford. Espo, you're on the board.
1: Oh,
3: uh, no. <laughs> uh, he can cross over into
1: retirement for real. Oh, man, That's a no.
0: You both suck. That's a 100% yay. <laughs> Jamal Crawford, come on home.
2: All right. Come on home. Well, he, he will be covering the Suns tomorrow on TNT. Yeah, so it's he could about just as stay as he really? yeah. So will he could he just he's the, stay No, no he's, on, he's on the Tuesday uh, uh, oh, in playoffs Atlanta? only in Atlanta. Oh. Oh.
3: Well, our contestants performed admirably, but there is still a lightning round to <laughs> sort <laughs> out. So this time we're going to go even quicker, starting with Espo and going to Saul and Lindsay. I say a name. You give me a simple yay or nay. Derek Favors. No. 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 Yay. Marquise Chris.
0: Hell no. Fuck no. Yay. What the hell's (laughs) wrong with you, Lindsay? You said yes to everybody. (laughs) I know.
3: Eric Pascal. Who? Yay. No. (laughs) Al Farouk Aminu. Nope. (laughs) Yay. Did did you just curse at me? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse, Because I'm tight. Tyler Dorsey. (laughs)
1: Yay. Oh, hell yeah. C. Mo that, Harkless. That might be my most favorite one of the whole list. Yeah. Tyler
3: Dorsey. I like
1: him. I love me some Tyler Dorsey.
3: Mo Harkless. Mo. No. Nope. Rodney Hood. Yay. I'm not down with the hood. Yay. Bringing back Tyshawn Alexander. Yay. Who? No.
2: Dwayne Bacon. Oh, I'm down for anything Bacon. Yay. Yay. No. <laughs> Each one more. Yay. Each one you. less. <laughs> no.
3: T.J. Augustine. Yay. What, no.
2: what year is this? 2010? <laughs> yeah,
1: no. Are these 10-day contracts from 2012? <laughs> Trey Burke.
0: Yay. No. no.
3: <laughs> Michael <laughs> Carter Williams.
0: Yay. No.
3: He is a rookie of the year. Why the hell not? Yay. Helping with next year's LeBron
2: pitch, Mario Schomers. <laughs> Yay, Yay. Bring no. him in. He knows, he knows James Jones. Why the hell not? Carson Edwards. Yay. Ooh, would rather have Carson Palmer. No. I, <laughs> yes. Yes. I like that one.
3: Rajon Rondo. Yay. Ooh. Yay. Yay.
2: Yay. Yay. Why not?
3: Isaiah Thomas. Yay. Yay. And uh, let's end with some up, negativity.
2: I'm no on the one from Washington. Yay on the one from Detroit.
3: <laughs> Washington, Detroit.
2: Washington Huskies. Oh, okay, I Detroit see Pistons. I see what he did there. I said yeah, there.
3: He's talking about NBA legend, champion Isaiah Thomas, without the second. But I, he didn't meet the criteria, <laughs> so fuck him. And ending with some <laughs> negativity. See, see, you
1: didn't even give me credit for that. See what I did there? I, I saw
3: what you did there. I appreciate that. <laughs> ending the game with some negativity because <laughs> I know everyone in the chat has been waiting for this name Mr. Alfred Payton. You can never have too many Alfred Paytons. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to disagree with you, Monty, because you're full of shit. Nay. Yay, but only
2: if he grew the hair Why back that goes say over his yay face. yay
1: to Alfred Payton. <laughs> He's like, did you not, play better no, with no, no vision? Not you. I'm talking about Lizzie. You did you not <laughs> sit through the tragedy that was
0: EP three last year? Yes, EP
1: two or whatever his Listen, number was.
0: I purposely knew I was going to say yes to everything here <laughs> because I have reached the point in time where I'm like, throw everything at the wall, <laughs> and if anything sticks, I'm happy.
3: Oh, that's another good one. Aaron Baines. Yay. Oh.
0: I'm at literally, <laughs> literally at the point where Whoa. I throw everything against hey. the wall. Okay. Let's see what who is the, We have is... one
2: Australian big man, and that is enough. Jacques fills that bucket for me.
3: Oh, man. If you couldn't tell, the theme of let's make a 10-day deal is we're very desperate and could use any help let's right now. Let's challenge
1: this theory of how far Lindsay's willing to <laughs> say let's yes not. to her. Let's Uh-oh. not. Yeah, let's go. Because there are Uh-oh. things well, that we have not no, no, discussed no, no. publicly no, on this okay. show. No, discussed privately that probably should stay private. This is not bad. This is not bad. Like, if we're talking about bringing former players back or bringing former people back, uh, Robert
0: Sarver. Oh, God. <laughs> Does that help us? He hasn't gone yet. None of these guys help us. The problem. We've literally thrown Robert Farber at the wall and it slid down every time. We already not, know if it's going to stick. I not not. recently could have
2: thrown it at it's the wall. It's not going to
0: stick. We tried it.
2: He hasn't left yet. For so over a decade. You can't bring so, is it back that a no? Yet.
0: That's a no. <laughs> Let's go. For
2: that
3: uh, <laughs> me playing this game, I'm just like Elmo with the flames behind me. <laughs> <watching the chaos laughs> right
0: now. I'm, so,
2: I'm so desperate. <laughs> Bring back my buddy, Archie Goodwin. Archie
0: yeah. Goodwin. Bring him back. Archie was really nice, though. What is, is always nice to? Be. Nice. Bring
1: back Brandon Knight so I can see him get dunked on a million times a oh, no. <laughs>
0: Euphoria said 100% that guy from the 36ers. Yeah. I, that guy's name that. Is, yes. I'm not mad at that. Get,
2: Oh, no, okay, never mind. I thought you were talking about <laughs> it.
0: Gerald, that was fantastic. I'm glad you
2: guys enjoyed it. I had
0: game. a blast <laughs> with that. We learned a lot about people who we might be able to uh, see, mm-hmm. sign a 10-day, mm-hmm. and we also had fun at the same time. Guess how many I loved these, your voice.
1: Guess how many of these dudes were actually signed?
0: Zero. <laughs> so... Not to make it a negative, Mm. but uh, we loved this game. But Espo, you did bring this up on the post-game show last night, and I think it's worth mentioning one more time that it seems as though the likelihood of the Suns actually utilizing a 10-day contract are pretty slim to none. Do you guys think – what's the percentage that you would say you would be willing to throw out there as that the Suns would use a 10-day?
2: Between now and the trade deadline, I think it's like 5%, unless there's – they get to a point where too many guys are injured, and they have to. Two percent. That's oh god. Gerald,
3: some milk has a higher percentage than that. Um, <laughs> I was I was gonna say five, Gerald. <laughs> I was gonna say five. <laughs> 5%? I, I'll, I'll go I'll go ten oh, just god. because we don't know. Like if Chris Paul misses tonight, I'll say ten. If Chris yeah. Paul's back tonight, then I'll drop it down to five.
0: If
2: he's back tonight, I'm impressed. Or
0: I'm to sorry, tomorrow games. night. Tomorrow night. <laughs> no, I, I think I'm with you, Gerald. If Chris Paul misses a few games or if he misses tomorrow night's game and behind the scenes they know he's likely to miss a handful of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and if DeAndre misses tomorrow night's game, then I for sure think that they'll probably have – you kind of have to almost at that point. You're literally down your entire starting unit. Mm-hmm. so i feel like you kind of have to but if chris paul and da are both playing tomorrow then i think it drops to closer to probably the five percent range that you guys are closer to there yep.
2: yeah check scotty says steve nash is available why not let him sign for 10 days and retire as a son i love it There, there we know.
0: go <laughs> maybe he can uh, add a little bit of information too that he learned throughout his coaching career
2: <laughs> there's not that much he learned <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: So I told you guys about the tea party that we're going to be hosting this upcoming Friday. And I mentioned that Four Peaks will be out there and some of our additional partners. Well, one of those partners is OG's Brands. You guys know that we love OG's here at PHX. Not only do they have a phenomenal product, but... Their crew and the company and the people who work for them are also really phenomenal people, and they're going to come hang out with us at the PHNX Tea Party. So if you are new into OGs, maybe you haven't tried them or checked them out, that's also a great opportunity where you can come learn more about the brand, learn more about the products. You can try some of their flavors because they're bringing unmedicated um, samples to the tea party so that you can just try the flavors to see which one's might be of interest to you if you are looking at purchasing some of their products. Um, The one that I'm really excited to try out is the Strawberries and Cream, which is one of their brand new flavors. Mm -hmm. And that is their CBD THC Happy Balance Ratio flavor. So if you want to get to know a little bit more about OGs, of course, come hang out with us at the Tea Party. But you can also find them online at ogsbrands.com or you can find them at your local dispensary. But again, you must be 21 years or older. And we ask that you enjoy They, they
1: are fat guy approved. Tomorrow, uh, in all seriousness, and I and I don't really get serious on the show very often, <laughs> but uh, you should take in OGs before the game starts so that way you can have fun during the game. I promise you it will be worth your while because that's the only way right now we can enjoy these games.
0: <laughs> you could also maybe enjoy them a smidge if you get on the Underdog Fantasy app because then what you can do is if you really are angry at the Suns you could basically pick your team against the Suns. Spike pet. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you go on the underdog fantasy app, right? You get your friends and it's like around the Suns game but you pick the opponents and then it's like daily fantasy sports and you can win some money. So if you bet against the Suns <laughs> essentially then you can win money, and so then at, at the end of the day, if the Suns do win, it's still a win, I believe, but if they don't a, win, it's still a win on the Underdog Fantasy app, too.
2: I, I believe it's called an emotional hedge.
0: Yes, <laughs> there you go, exactly. So so one way or the other, you're going to end up with a W. It's really easy to get started on the Underdog Fantasy app. You can just go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, but make sure you sign up with that promo code PHNX, and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100, If you are new into fantasy sports, we do have a a fantasy show here at PHNX that happens every single week. It's all in our YouTube. Um, So if you guys want to check that out, it can help you kind of get acclimated into the app, into the fantasy world. And it's also just a really, it's a lot of fun. It's a great conversation if you are even like a pro in the fantasy space. So make sure you guys check it out. We do have a super chat from Trevor. Mm. Trevor, thank you so much for your super chat. Said, how much faith you guys have That a deal will
3: get done. I'll put it at a 5% chance at this point. Wow, really? You're
0: lower on a deal than a 10-day?
3: I just don't know what they're capable of doing. And if it's what James Jones said when he has full autonomy, okay, what are you waiting for? And if it's my hands are tied, that's not going to change at the trade deadline. So until I'm a doubting Tom until I see the light. I'm not going to believe it.
2: I'm older than you guys. I'm at like 2.5%. Like I just <laughs> I have no belief in this right now because I've heard too many things that they can't trade a pick. They can't mm-hmm. trade a salary. Sarver's got it got a whole little wheel. You're not getting any NBA until March. Until right. any of that changes, I hear anything uh, to the contrary, I just don't think a deal can get done, and it's the worst-case scenario for the state. We, we haven't even seen a 10-day contract, let alone a trade.
1: <laughs> I'm uh, 100% on board with these guys. Uh, I'll just hedge my bet and say 3.5% to be somewhere in the middle. <laughs> there we go. Jeez. 3.75% for you math majors. <laughs> that a boy,
0: This is really sad.
1: <laughs> where where I, are you at, There's There's nothing I saying— I would
0: like to at least be at 50%. 50%. I would like it to be a toss-up.
3: You can be as high as you want. I
0: mean, I mean you can feel that
3: way. Yeah, you're entitled to feel however
2: you feel.
0: I'm gonna hold on to fifty percent. Right. <laughs> Lindsay Lindsay's
2: like uh the the woman in Titanic just holding on to that door. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> she there's not room for both of us. There is not room
0: for both uh, of us. Mike B said eighty five percent a deal will get done.
2: Oh man,
3: okay.
0: Trevor, what did what's your what's your thought? Let us know what you think in the chat. Um, how much faith do you have?
2: Unfortunately, that eighty five percent that Mike B has is that deal is going to be Jay Crowder getting bought out. <laughs> so, See, that, that would shit. piss me off. I wouldn't. I, if if they can't find a trade, screw you. You're sitting there. I'm not buying you out yeah. to go help somebody.
3: You, you already
0: paid this money. much. Yeah.
3: That would be no. malpractice as a GM. I would be so angry. It would be malpractice as a GM. You've let that roster spot sit occupied with a guy who's not helping you all season long, only to buy him out because you made the mistake of saying, "Oh yeah, we'll find we'll mutually agree to do this and we'll give you like that would be awful if that's what became of this because that doesn't help you at all. It doesn't free up money or anything." No. Like you're screwed.
0: Yeah. That uh, that would make me angry. I would throw a chair. Okay, I would I would throw this coaster though. <laughs>
3: We downgraded significantly from a full fledged chair like the Hulk to a, to little a coaster. coaster.
0: Well, because right. I would have the emotion inside to throw a chair, uh. but in reality, I would just throw a coaster.
2: All right, I'll okay. stomp my foot down on my stool. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll throw my stool. <laughs> That okay. stool. The country steal. <laughs> <laughs> that stool.
0: This stool. So, no, I like this stool. I want to keep it. Okay, so. Jesus, <laughs> I wasn't
2: even
1: thinking about that. I know. I knew he was. That I wasn't, was. do no, you say?
0: Matt asked us a question early on in the show. They said, How many games under 500 do we need to be before we could become, quote, sellers? So let's talk a little bit about this tanking thing here because there's been a lot of people who are team tank and there are a lot of people who are like, "Mm, not quite yet. Mm -hmm. Espo, how do you feel? Uh,
2: my arms don't look good outside of sleeves, so I'm not on team tank. Oh, we're not talking about that kind of tank. God. We're talking <laughs> the act of losing on purpose. Well, right now, technically you are tanking, but not on purpose. right? right. Uh, and, and look, I don't think that's going to stop in the foreseeable future, but I'm still of the mindset I got to wait until they reevaluate book mm-hmm. and understand just how long he's going to be out. If he's coming back by the end of January, I do not. I want that lottery ticket to get in the playoffs and see what happens if if you're healthy, right? Uh, and I don't know how much being sellers benefits you if you're not getting anything of, of quality back. You know, because, again, this team is going to have a very rough offseason uh, in terms of, of the cap. So you're going to have to get creative. I just – I don't – I don't see the benefit of tanking quite yet because you look at the win percentage they had with Booker uh, here. He's good enough just coming back into this lineup to get them in the playoffs and potentially making some noise if you get a Cam Johnson back shooting well because D.A. and McHale become much better when you have Booker because they're not the focus. So then when you're you know, a third or fourth option, they be, they get better because the, the defense isn't focused on them. Uh, so much hinges – on Booker, and like I said last night on the show, I'm not putting him through another losing on purpose mm-hmm. a- unless a- unless he's out. Like, he can deal with it if he's not playing.
1: I'll say this right now. If Devin Booker <clears throat> misses at least the next 10 to 15 games, I think the Suns probably lose about 90% of those games, and I think you are definitely in tank territory, um, if not have solidified it, because at that point you have lost at least 30 games um, with only 30 left to go, And there's not much hope on trying to get to one of those top 10 spots in the West. And it would be really, really, really tough. And honestly, let's be real about this. The way the roster is constructed, we've seen this before with like the Spurs back in the day in the 90s where uh, Robinson got hurt and that whole team was basically scrubbed down to shit and they got The number one overall pick the next year and they got Tim Duncan Mm -hmm. and then they won a championship right after that. Like, Mm -hmm. so this might not be the worst thing in the world if you're able to, um, if you are able to get a top lottery pick and then you ended up somehow getting a top three pick and maybe you get Wimbayama or you get Scoot because clearly roster construction is not James Jones's strong suit and Drafting is not his strong suit either. So, so the job you, isn't his strong so, suit. So maybe you just have to rely on the fact that you have to go with two no doubt prospects, and that'll be it, and save your ass.
0: So, correct me am i Am I correct in that Devin will be reevaluated around the twenty second? Around is that the twenty
3: fifth, the
1: they
0: around announced the that it would
3: be a four week reevaluation period on December twenty eighth, which would put it at January twenty fifth. Oh, so there are nine games yeah. in between now and then. Best See? case scenario, he would be back for the twenty eighth or so, the twenty sixth.
0: So you're you're thinking if we lose ninety percent of the next ten to fifteen games, Devin's already going to miss basically ten games. So so he, he's so if he if he's reevaluated tank. Tank? and
3: cleared on the twenty fifth, that's nine games. Let's say worst case scenario, they lose all nine. They're, Which is feasible. It's feasible. They're twenty and thirty. I think they'll get a win in there somewhere. I think they'll catch a Minnesota sleeping or maybe I mean they've got Charlotte in that mix. Like Charlotte. I mean, KD
0: is bad. might be out for the Brooklyn game. KD
3: might be out for the Brooklyn game. He you never likely, know.
1: Right. Yeah, most yeah, likely. Kyrie can literally win the game yeah. all by himself right. but against my, these guys.
3: My thing I'm is I fast. think <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna sound like the weirdest thing ever, but Uh-oh. the Suns are actually like either way, I think a good thing can happen. Like if they get healthy, they're only three games back of Dallas for the four seed right now despite losing six straight, despite losing 15 of their last 20. Like, I know we keep talking about no one's running away with the top of the West. Nobody in the middle is creating any separation at all. So if they get Cam Johnson back in the next week or two, if they get Devin Booker back maybe a week after the reevaluation period, they're still within striking distance and they still have two full months to make up ground. So I don't think you intentionally tank. I don't think you approach the trade deadline as sellers, but I will say you approach the deadline with a new perspective on how valuable your 2023 draft pick is because if Booker re re aggravates it, if you have more injury problems, like that pick could become really valuable. So I'm not trading that pick this year, unless it's for like a certified guy, like a Pascal Siakam or some other star that becomes available out of nowhere. So I think Like if if this is a lost season and injuries just keep piling up, then, yeah, you naturally let them keep piling up. You take your top 10 pick and you go from there. But I don't I think it's way too early to say the season is done or that even if they struggle without book for the next two weeks, they're still going to be in range. But if they lose nine,
1: let's just let's just say this, this, you know, this devil's advocate thing. Right. Right. If they lose nine more in a row. There's not going to be a single player on that team that believes they can win anything oh, until Devin Booker comes back. Yeah, and even if Devin Booker comes back, how much can he really pull these guys out of the funk that they have clearly put themselves in for the last
3: it's, two months? But I don't, I don't know if it's a funk as far as... I Like, obviously, they're frustrated. If like, they lose game one with Devin Booker back... I don't, I don't, I don't want, look, they have been fighting their asses off the last handful of games. We know that they're at a disadvantage from talent, from execution standpoints. They just don't have the horses right now, but they haven't stopped fighting. And I think that's part of why they're frustrated is because they believe they should still be winning games. The rest of us don't agree with that. Obviously we know that they're just not as good as other teams are playing right now, but I do think they're not going to, yeah, if they lose nine more straight games they are going to be very demoralized. But I don't think it's a situation where anyone on this team is under the illusion like, yeah, we suck. Yeah, once Book comes back and Cam Johnson comes back, we're still going to suck. I think they're very much looking forward to that and saying, we're working on shit now that could help us once those guys come back. That That's how they're approaching it. I know a lot of us are panicking and don't agree with that, and that's fine. But I, I just don't see it in their DNA to lose – that many games in a row a and b you know start despairing
2: spur the spurs comparison to me too (laughs) isn't isn't apropos uh robinson was out from the beginning of the year they went in with the mentality that they were doing that on purpose they didn't shift midstream uh with uh, with a bunch of guys and and a bunch of good guys and a superstar and and tank Mm. on purpose like I think that could be more detrimental to your future and the mentality and how these guys handle Oh, you
1: don't have to worry about their mindset changing because clearly Monty is not capable of adjusting.
0: So we're at six losses in a row, right? Yes. Six straight? Mm -hmm. If they lose the next nine, that would be 15 straight games that this team has dropped.
3: I can tell you right now they're not going to lose their next nine.
0: That would be insane. They're not going to lose their next nine. I know this team with all these injuries right now is bad. It's Mm -hmm. rough. But to lose 15 games in a row would I mean, be insane. It would
1: be insane, and and I mean I, I'm on board with Gerald. I don't think that it, it's likely to happen. But you know, again, we're this is an exercise in, in what ifs, right? In <laughs> right. thought, right? And <laughs> so, uh, again, it, hello. It, listen, hello. Things change. <laughs> things adapt. <laughs> I'm capable of adjusting. Uh, and five days ago, Saul was like, "quote Stop the tank talk." Today. Quote, maybe it's an option. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, maybe it is an option because I've watched this team play basketball the last several times and I'm like, man, they're just not good. They're mm-hmm. just not good. DA's not doing what he needs to do to help this team. Mikhail's not doing what he needs to do to help this team. CP3 is injured. Cam Johnson's injured. Campaign is injured. Every time they step on the court, they get injured again and they're off. Like and so you're relying on the bottom eight of this roster to help save the day, and it's just not happening, and S- it's uh, not going to happen.
2: So I've been told flip flops are not flattering on men. That's all I'm saying. Oh.
1: <laughs> I'm not flipping flopping. I'm <laughs> no, I'm kidding. literally changing my direction to I don't think this team is good.
0: But the thing is, is that what this stretch of games and all these injuries is doing to us is making us second-guess ourselves. It's making us second-guess our fandom as well, Like to the extent of, like, do we have faith in this team? It's getting to the point where people are talking about this team fully healthy- isn't even really a good team. Which I disagree with. I I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like That's what this type of a situation can do to you, though, as a fan. It makes you second-guess all the things that you stood by at the beginning of the season because this feels literally like it came out of left field. I I will
2: say this. I heard Matt LaFleur last night, the Packers head coach, uh, say that sometimes winning when maybe you shouldn't have been covers up a lot of flaws, referring to they had a pretty good season the year before and they had a disappointing season this year. I'm starting to wonder if they had just caught lightning in a bottle for a year and a half period, their two-year period, and that it hit a lot of the fundamental flaws that are on this roster that that Devin Booker can can hide too. I think there are things that need to very much be addressed on this team. They're not as bad as they are now. I don't think they're as good as they were last year, but I still think there's enough on this roster when they come back healthy that they could catch people off guard.
3: Yeah, I I wouldn't go as far as like a lightning in the bottle to describe the last two years, but I will say, yeah, when you're winning that much and when you have two guys like Devin Booker and Chris Paul doing what they can do, it minimizes the stuff that, you know, we've seen DA have to do recently, that we've seen Mikael Bridges have to try and do recently. So, I again, I do think this stretch, as awful as it has been to watch, and as much as it's been a trial by fire, unsuccessful for a lot of these guys, you, you're hopeful that the things that they're learning now, that they're having to do outside their comfort zone, will help them when those guys back. But you know, that's assuming that they get fully healthy, and that you we we can never know if that's going to happen.
2: My one ray of hope is the seventy six sons, and somebody in the chat mentioned them. So, but they finished forty one and forty one. And made a run to the finals. Mm. Like there, there is precedent where a team they had a lot of injuries. They got guys back healthy towards the end. Uh there's precedence at least. Maybe there's something special that could could come out of it if health gets here.
3: I will say they need, they do need to get healthy enough to move up the seating a little bit because as much as I don't fear any other team in the West, if the Suns are fully healthy, they're fourteen and seven at home. They're six and fourteen on the road. So last year's Road Warriors is It's not a thing so far.
2: Well, and their clutch is gone. Yeah. So.
0: You know what helps with getting healthy? What's that? Healthy food. Oh, yeah? You know where you can get healthy food? I don't. Chop Chop, Chop. (laughs) Shop. Chop Shop brought us lunch today here at PHNX. And it's healthy but incredibly delicious food. And if you guys are looking for an option for dinner or lunch throughout the week, I highly recommend you check out Chop Shop. You can find them at OriginalChopShop.com, or you can download the app today. They've got Valley locations all over. Um, They make fantastic food, which I was so – I forgot that we were getting Chop Shop today. So on my way into the office, I was looking at our Slack, and Max is like, food's here. I was like, this is the best day ever. Thank God. (laughs) I'm so excited for Chop Shop. The
1: bar is low. It
0: was delightful. (laughs) I always have the steak sesame bowl, and it is – Probably, it's definitely my favorite thing there. Even the cookies, right? They're healthy cookies, but they taste delightful. What was the website again? Originalchopshop.com. Is
2: there an imposterchopshop.com?
0: <laughs> like, Maybe. I've I'm just watched <laughs> Why do you have to have
2: like original? Anyways, it's a branding thing. Original Originalchopshop.
0: Originalchopshop.com. Bequesting if you are <laughs> looking for an option for dinner or lunch this week, again, Make sure you guys check them out. There is one comment from the chat that I do want to kind of end on, and we don't have to go too crazy far into this. Uh, But T Bounty said, I disagree with the disagreeing, not to be negative, but look at us against the Mavs. When we had so many good players on the court, something is off other than skills of players. Are you guys concerned that there's something off behind the scenes, or do you think that losing players is just can be demoralizing?
1: Listen, I didn't think that this team was a championship contender because I felt like they needed to add a legitimate number two scorer because I felt like Chris Paul was going to have a drop-off this year, and that has come to fruition. And then your primary scorer gets injured, and then the pieces that you had to step up, because we've been saying it since the dawn of time, Cam Johnson, DA, and Michaela are going to take this team as far as they need to go. Mm -hmm. And right now they can't take them. Shit. And so and that's where we're at. So I don't necessarily feel like it's something like behind the scenes. I just feel like the players are uh, the players that
3: that were needed to step up have not been able to. And that's that. Yeah, I I think I think we were under no illusions that this team like we weren't saying they should be a title favorite when they were fully healthy. Even when they were 15 and six, we had concerns about who the second option would be Mm -hmm. about the load that Devin Booker was carrying. Uh, They wouldn't be my pick to win a title if they are healthy, but I'm not going to rule out that possibility either, especially with a lot of the individual skills and things that guys are learning out of their comfort zone now. So, yeah, they wouldn't be my pick, but I'm not going to rule it out and say like, oh, yeah, they're definitely doomed either.
2: You know, I won't completely dismiss the idea of maybe there's something more Mm. going on. I mean, I know we kind of laughed at it earlier in the year when they got off to the hot start, but. You gotta wonder now that they're experiencing tough times. Does Monty's, you know, stuff fall a little more flat? Is it, are they starting to not respond as well to that? You know, uh, you know, everything you want is on the other side of hard. The the folksy sayings, you can't get happy on the farm. That's all well and good when you're winning, but does it resonate when times are tough? And that's what I'm wondering if, if maybe that's going on too right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: I just think I think it's hard to find energy. It's hard to find excitement and hope in the day-to-day when you're in a really tough spot and yeah. you know it. I know there's no excuses, but it's still a human element. You it, know what I mean?
1: It is. I mean, it's tough to get through the dark days, and it's a grind. And I do think that this team has the mentality to try and fight through it. And listen, other good teams have had to fight through similar adversity, especially when key players are out. I mean, we've seen long stretches – of losing from from what ended up being championship teams in the past, like it's it's okay. I, I I know like it's just hard to feel optimistic when your team's playing at such a low level. Um, but you know uh, we're we're gonna find our way through it, and we're gonna find our way through it together.
0: Yeah, and on a positive note, Omar just sent us a fifty dollars super chat. Thank you so much, Omar, and said, "I want to see a lineup of Espo, Saul, Mikel, G Money, and Lindsay before I consider a trade." That's a championship contender.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that, right. and I, I, I promise you, we would get obliterated in whatever we were playing.
0: Oh, we would totally win. My granny shots on point. Okay,
2: <laughs> <laughs> we totally win the shacking a fool championship. There is yeah, no doubt this about is it. True. This but is you true.
0: know what? I guarantee will happen if we all did that. Hmm. We would have a hell of a great time. Yeah, that absolutely. would be a fun ass <laughs> game for sure.
1: I would like to say one more thing before we. Yeah. Go, mm-hmm. um, So we just got some news, which I thought was really, really cool. And listen, if anybody knows how to deal with losing, it is anybody on the Coyotes beat. Mm-hmm. And our very own Craig Morgan uh, just got this uh, award for being the National Sports Media Association uh, Sports Writer of the Year. Congratulations mm-hmm. to him. I, I don't know if I've ever come across an individual that just is such a pro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? as mm-hmm. As Craig, he's phenomenal. Um, we all love him here. Obviously, um, he's such a great asset to what we do here, and he's he's just he's just the goat. Yeah, he's just the goat.
2: He really is. And yeah. if there is a man that's seen losing in this town, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Craig Morgan, uh, as he's covered many multiple teams and uh, and not seen a whole lot of success, but he keeps doing uh, the the sports gods work out there. So mm-hmm. good work, uh, Craig. We appreciate
0: you. And Craig always brings. No shade to anybody else, but Craig always brings the best dishes to our potlucks. He does. He really does. He actually does. does. He
2: actually invited
1: us over to his house, and I assume there will be nothing but tremendous food all the way across the board, (laughs) so don't let me down, Craig.
0: But shout out to Craig Morgan. Shout out to all of you guys for joining us. We appreciate you so very much. Tomorrow, we will have a pregame show at 7.30 for you. It's a late one. We'll be Mm -hmm. taking on the Warriors, and then a postgame show as well, so Plan to come hang out with us tomorrow for those two shows. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at lindseysmithaz. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Are tanks comfortable to sit in?
2: B-H- Might be riding in one
1: soon. Oh, hey, yo, my boy. lifestyle is retro. Tele Phoenix Metro. Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. PH and X, though. Lindsey Gerald, Espo. Saw past the ball, we hit to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down
2: like DA.